Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. And today on the show, we get a little nerdy and technical, which is super fun for me. Because if you know anything about me, I am kind of a nerd, which I'm very proud. And I say that very confidently. Um, But I'm chatting with this amazing woman by the name of Belinda Jacobs. And she runs a company called TechPack.co. And she's going to tell you all about that. So I won't spoil any of the surprises. But if you are trying to maybe start your own freelancing or small business providing services in the fashion industry. We touch a little bit on how she kickstarted her company in the beginning. If you are just beginning out and launching your own fashion brand or you're in the midst of that and you've heard about tech packs but you're not totally sure what they are, why you need one, that is the meat of our product, our, our conversation today in the middle. And then on the end, we touch a little bit on some of her best tips and insights for people who are already creating tech packs on what she has done to speed up the process because Belinda lives and breathes tech packs and this girl has it down. She's got some great systems and great advice for you out there if you're listening and you do tech packs but you kind of feel like they're a pain in the ass. We do touch on that a little bit at the end. So there's something for everybody in this episode. I know you're going to love it. Um, Before I introduce you to Belinda, two quick notes. Um, In the interview, Belinda and I talk about um, ways you can reach out and work with her if you need some help with your tech packs but her advice is if you're trying to DIY your tech packs to check out some resources and some courses out there so I do have a full-blown course on tech packs but before I dig into that uh, I have a ton of free resources I have a free tech pack template and a free guide to using the template so I walk you through exactly what you need to put in the tech pack how you put it in there there's some videos there's some written content as well as the free tech pack template I would love to get that to you if that is something that would help you out you can grab that at soheidi.com, S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash email. Drop your email there and I will send you the Tech Pack template with all the resources. If that's not for you, because I know the DIY process is not for everybody, then Belinda is a phenomenal resource and she lets you know how you can get in touch with her as well as what the process looks like to actually work with her um, in the interview. So I know you're going to love that. As always, you can access the show notes for this episode by scrolling down wherever you're listening. And now, Let's jump into the interview with Belinda. Welcome, Belinda, to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Uh, Can you start out by introducing yourself to everyone and letting us know who you are and what you do in the fashion industry? Sure. My name is Belinda Jacobs. I'm a technical fashion designer. My company is called Tech Packs Co., And we specialize in creating tech packs for designers. And these are documents that you can share with your factory and they explain entirely how to make your product, what's involved and what all the various materials are and, you know, drawings, um, diagrams, really everything they need to know in one single package. Awesome. I love it. And as I mentioned before we hit record, uh, I'm a big tech pack nerd too, so I'm excited to dig into this topic with you. Um, But before we get to that, give us a little backstory. Where did you kickstart your fashion career and how did it build into Tech Packs Co., the business that you now run today? Yeah, so many years ago, um, my first job that I had was working for an evening wear designer in London. Um, I just went there during school holidays and I'd work in the sample room and put swatch cards together and bag things. And then I decided to go off to uni and study clothing design and technology. And through there, I got my first proper internship working for a department store as a design assistant, which was great. And after I graduated, I started working for another wholesale supplier um, and we, 
design things for high street shops in the UK for places like Dorothy Perkins and New Look. Um, and I sort of kept seeing this pattern of problems where we'd have really big difficulties um, getting our samples right and communicating with our factories effectively. Even though, you know, these were big companies and we worked with really great factories, there was always a lot of friction in the process and it was it's really hard to explain a design to someone you've never met who, you know, probably has a very different upbringing to you and is on the other side of the world to you and doesn't speak your language. Um, so, yeah, I just started to, you know, keep notes on how to, you know, best put tech packs together and how to word things and how to draw things. Um, and I just started making a little process for myself of, of how to kind of best put this package together to, you know, communicate your design as effectively as possible. Um, yeah, and I continued working in the industry for a few more years um, for you know, another menswear brand and I work for a bag brand. Um, yeah, and I started to do a bit of freelance work on the side just in the evenings and weekends, you know, just for a bit more cash and I'd find um, small gigs to do on Upwork. And yeah, that's that's how I started really and, and it sort of grew from there. Okay, great. And so give me a rough timeline on this. Like when did you graduate college and w- were you actually in the UK at that time? Because I know, I think you're in LA now, right? Yes. Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. I was in, in the UK at that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I graduated in maybe 20, uh, 2010, 2011. Okay. okay. Gotcha. And so r- about nine years ago, based on where we're, when we're recording right now in October, 2019. Um, and so you had all these experiences and you saw like, God, this part of the system seems broken and you created all these systems and then, um, started freelancing. Where did some of your freelancing gigs come from? You said Upwork. Was that pretty much exclusively where you were getting those opportunities? Um, what at, at first it was, yeah. I, I just sort of, I didn't really have any kind of business strategy. Um, it was literally just a few hours a week of project work. So yeah, th- at that time, um, the initial first few clients just came um, on Upwork. Um, but three years ago, I moved to L.A., had to quit my job and that is when I decided to start the company that I have now where we just focus on tech packs um so now it's it's a bit different um where do we get most of our clients from um some from word of mouth mostly um just through people I know in the industry um and connections and you know networking yeah so when you first started doing some of these tech packs on the side through Upwork, did you have any thoughts of like building this into something bigger? Or you, like I know you mentioned, you're like, oh, it's just some extra cash. Were you thinking, oh, I'll just kind of do this and it's just a side gig? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest, actually. I, I don't think that I was. Um, it was, um, I think it was actually my husband who suggested to me that I should start my own business um and he very kindly said you know oh you've never quite been happy 100% happy in any of the jobs that you've had you know maybe maybe it's not all of them maybe it's you <laughs> um, so I um I thought about it and I said you know what you you're actually 100% right and yeah I decided to to take the leap okay and so that was about three years ago when you moved to LA and tell us a little bit about that transition and what that really looked like to kind of build up from, you know, maybe not zero. You said you had some clients on Upwork, but what was that transition like? Yeah, it was really hard. I mean, I, I wasn't quite at zero, but I, I, yeah, I was still pretty, pretty close to zero. Um, I, I was making hardly any money. Um, so, yeah, it was difficult. Um, the The transition to kind of, um, go from having, you know, a, a couple of hours work a week, which is basically all it was to, you know, having a full-time business, um, was quite difficult and it definitely takes time. Um, but yeah, I, I just tried to really, um, network and, and speak to people in the industry and just be, be really helpful, um, offer my services to people, um, 
yeah, I, I honestly didn't really have any kind of clever strategy. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was just hard work and, and it took time. Yeah. And so what made you decide to just hyper focus and like really niche? I'm going to do tech packs. That's all I'm going to do. I mean, so much to the point that you named your company that. Um, what made you decide on on that and feel like it was a good decision or maybe you were nervous about the decision yeah for sure I was nervous about the decision um it's definitely hard at first when you don't feel that confident to say no to other types of work yeah and just really kind of niche down and and focus on one thing um but yeah it, it definitely paid off in the end um but yeah I I think I partially made the decision because I wasn't confident enough to sort of promote myself as somebody who wasn't special at any particular one thing. I guess I was kind of using it as an in to promote myself really and make it easier for myself to find new clients because I'm kind of more specialized and I focus on one really specific painful problem. I was kind of thinking that that would would be a... Um, a sort of plus for me. Yeah. And now three years later, how do you feel about that decision? Yeah. Yeah. Really great. Really great. It's, it, it becomes a joy to do something when you're so practiced at it that you can sort of just let all your processes run like clockwork. Um, it's really nice. Um, yeah. And it, it never gets monotonous or boring. You know, we work on so many different products categories and we work for so many different brands that you know every week is different really um and uh yeah it's it's much more interesting than it sounds <laughs> that's subjective though because to me it sounds very interesting um although i think some people you're right might not feel like it's that interesting um you keep referencing we do you have a team member or a couple of people that work with you yeah, I, I have one team member. She's completely remote and she's from the Philippines. Yeah. So we work together mostly just using, we, we talk on Slack. Um, yeah, and we, we work uh, together as a remote team, both from home. Awesome, awesome. So um, now to kind of nerd out on the tech pack part of it, I did. I wanted to get a good background on sort of where you started, you know, and how you got to where you are now. Um, you know, because I know we have a lot of people who might be interested in starting something like this. Um, and maybe we'll come back to this specific portion of the topic. But I also know there's a lot of people out there who um, are new to the industry, who are beginners, and they might not fully understand a tech pack or why you need one or, you know, how they can go about maybe trying to make one on their, on their own, if that's a good idea. So I'd love to kind of dig into that. Um, so talking to someone who is pretty beginner and who isn't super familiar with the tech pack process or what the tool actually, you know, what the purpose of the tool actually is, walk us through that a little bit. So I, I guess you could liken it to um, a blueprint or an instruction manual, um, but it's documentation for your product that you should be able to send to somebody who you've never met before, who you know isn't in your office, um, and all of the information to accurately replicate your design basically should be in this um, in this document. Okay, so that's a big overview. But then, what what are we? What's actually inside the document? Like, I really want to paint us a picture here of what this actually looks like and and how this set of blueprints works. So, um, so okay. First, I'll uh, I'll talk about what's actually in the tech pack. So, um, the first thing it's going to go over is all your materials. Um, you know, so what fabrics are you using? What uh, fastenings are you using? Um, any trims? And then I would include technical sketches of the product, which I know is something that you talk about a lot. Flat sketches will go in there, along with callouts, you know, which are bullet points um, with arrows, so you can actually explain the design. Then we would talk about the construction. So, you know, how is it, how is the garment put together? Uh, what are the seams? What are the stitches? 
Um, then you can go over all the colors that your product comes in, um, any embellishments or artworks that go on the product. Um, you can also include what labels are going to go on your design, any packaging. And I would also, most importantly, include all the specs for your design. So that's all the measurements. Um, and if your design comes in multiple sizes, you'll need a measurement for each size as well. And all of those measurements should have tolerances. And you can even do a diagram at the end of all those measurements as well, yeah. just to show where they actually go visually. Give us a quick explanation of a tolerance. I mean, I know very well what this is, but I think if someone's listening, they might be like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, so with manufacturing, it's really hard to be 100% precise to, you know, uh, to the millimetre. Um, so when you give a measurement, it's great if you can say, this measurement, but um, <laughs> but either five millimeters more is okay, or five millimeters less is also okay because we know it's really difficult to be a hundred percent accurate every single time. Right. So it might be like the waistband is supposed to be this wide across from hip to hip, um, but it can have a tolerance of, like you said, you know, a few millimeters or whatever is appropriate depending on the part of the garment. And so, yeah. yeah, so it's like a plus or minus margin of error of where the, the measurement can actually fall, right? Exactly. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect, I love that. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces and parts. Um, where do you get all of the information that goes into the tech pack? So that would be a combination of me and the designer. So... The designer will give me all of the design information basically that they have. So some kind of sketch or any photos or images that show visually how they want the design to look. Um, and then I will also get from them what fabric they want to use. And, you know, I can always advise on that if people aren't sure. And the other really important thing that I always ask clients for is a fit sample or just some kind of rough prototype um it's a physical item that can show me how they want the design to fit and what shape they want it to be okay and at what part of the process does the tech pack come because um and i've, I've heard conflicting opinions but um you know you say okay i need a fit sample or some type of reference well, how am I supposed to get that reference if I don't have the tech pack and vice versa, yeah. sort of chicken and egg. So what do you, what do you typically, how do you typically see the process going? Or maybe you see it going both ways and it can work bo both directions. Yeah, it, it definitely can. And it depends on the company and it depends on what the product is as, as to which is the easiest way. Um, there's no kind of right or wrong, I don't think. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a designer and you've got a design idea, you don't need to necessarily, um, you know, hire a pattern cutter and hire a sample maker and, um, and, you know, hire contractors to create something for you from scratch. You could just start with an existing garment, something you've bought from a shop and you can customize it yourself, you know, cut it or stick pins in it, put tape on it, whatever you want. Um, just, just something that's a beginning point that we can use to start off the tech packs. Okay, so yeah, it can really, versus maybe if you already have the relationships with the factory, you might be able to get them, or maybe you have an in-house sewer, you could, seamstress, pattern maker, who who knows which exact role, someone to make some type of rough prototype sample, then you could get the tech pack created from that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, either way, yeah, Dif different companies do it different ways, um, and as with most things in the industry, there's there's no one official <laughs> correct way there's many many different ways yeah and so when it comes to um I mean we have a variety of people listening some are working in the industry some are trying to work in the industry get their foot in their door the door at their first job um and then we also have a lot of people who are working on or who have already launched their own brand so um it's kind of two different people to talk to, but let's let's talk to the people who 
are maybe launching their own brand or in the process of, um, if they need, well, I say if they need, um, talk us through why they would or wouldn't need a tech pack and how they might initiate that on their own if they could or where they should maybe bring in some expertise, like someone like you, perhaps. Yeah, so um, if I, I would say you need a tech pack if you um, if you want to document your design, um, if you want to have specifications, if you want to make if if you want to make sure your product is made exactly how you envisage it, then you definitely do need a tech pack. And it's not just for you; it's it's also for your factory, so they can easily understand what you're trying to say without having to really work hard to understand what it is that you that you want um, and it's a great tool for accountability you know making sure your um, your samples are made the way you want them to um, making sure that your production is is uh, made the way you want it to and, and quality isn't slipping and you can also use it as a tool to actually develop your design as well if, if you get a first sample back and, and you decide actually it doesn't look quite right maybe you want to you know make it an inch longer or whatever um, you have this you have this uh, document where you can easily track any changes yeah so it almost acts as like a living breathing document to track the production process and make sure there's uh, history of the changes that have been made and everybody's sort of held accountable for that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And what format do you do your tech packs in? What software do you use? Um, so we do drawings in Illustrator and then the tech pack is just a spreadsheet. Okay. So like in Excel or some type of spreadsheet software? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and... Can, do you have any stories of like tech packs gone really wrong or like lack of tech packs gone really wrong or maybe um, DIY tech packs not really um, cutting it and and bad things happening yeah. all the way into production? Can you share some stories? Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time, really. Um, um, yeah, we do, we do get a lot of clients who kind of had some kind of tech pack before, but it, it just wasn't quite cutting it for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, some funny examples are um, when um, when I was working in the UK, um, we once got a sample back that was meant to be a pair of trousers, um, but for some reason the drawing wasn't very clear. Um, and it came back as sort of some kind of sleeping bag slash skirt <laughs> where both the legs were joined together. A big sack. Um, yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, so that that was sort of not amusing at the time, but now you just have to look back and laugh at these things. And was there a um, tech pack for that? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the drawing it was, it was just off. A, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, it was probably just a, a one-page, sort of more of a one-page spec sheet, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Then a full tech pack. Yeah. We'll get back to this episode in 20 seconds, but real quick, did you know that the SFD podcast is sponsored by you? We don't interrupt your listening experience with ads and instead rely on your support. There are three ways you can do that. One, tell a friend about the podcast. Two, sign up for the email list at soheidi.com slash email. That's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I dot com slash email. Three, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for supporting the SFD podcast. Now back to the episode. So some of these, um, you know, going into sample making and the development process without a proper tech pack sounds like, from your experience, um, can add time, cost, money to the the process that is unnecessary had you started with the correct document in the first place. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, it really, it really does. It really is worth your while to invest that small amount of time up front and you'll really see it pay off later because yeah. um, you can develop your 
designs much more quickly. You can get samples right, you know, if not the first time, hopefully the second time. It shouldn't take too long and, and you shouldn't be spending huge amounts of, of money on the process. It should be simple and it should be quick. And, you know, every, everyone wants to be quick these days, um, you know, and have the, the quickest um, development time they can so they can, you know, get their products on the market even sooner. Yeah. And so what is um, what does the process look like to work with you? So I have an idea or maybe I'm an established brand, but for whatever reason, we're overloaded or we're having a lot of problems with our tech packs. What is it? What does your process look like when you work with clients? So it's pretty straightforward. Um, we would just start off with a meeting and we'd go over all their designs and talk through all the materials, um, make sure we've got all the details and I would get them to send us over that fit sample I was talking about as well mm-hmm. so we have a, a visual for how they want their how they want things to fit okay um and then we go away and complete the tech packs it's two to three weeks um if we're doing multiple styles we just do them all in one go um and then we go back to the client with the tech packs make sure they're all happy all the details are correct and that's it it's done that's super simple <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean that that part is easy it the client then has to actually go and successfully create their samples and go into production um which you know is not the easy part um <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they may come back to us if they want to make any changes to the tech pack or, you know, if something needs clarifying or if they just, you know, they can't get the material they thought they were going to have, things like that. Um, so yeah, it's not uncommon to come back and make small changes to the tech pack as you go. Yeah. Um, and they might want to do a fit test as well. Um, you know, fit the design, make sure that all the measurements still work with the new fabric that they're using. Um, so yeah, that, that might also, um, initiate some changes to the tech pack as well. Okay. But otherwise it's a pretty simple process. Bring me your idea. You'll ask the necessary questions to clarify and get the details. You create the tech pack, send it to them and it's done unless there's changes afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what types of brands do you work with mostly? Um, mostly smaller brands, independent designers, um, but we work on all kinds of products, um, men's, women's, kids. Um, we do um, medical clothing. We do pet clothing ah, um, yeah. and soft goods as well. So lots of bags um, and some sort of home textiles as well. Okay. Right, because a tech pack is not just for like human fashion you also need it for like you said like home goods like a pillow well how do they know how big to make the pillow is there a zipper what kind of zipper is there piping right. what kind of piping is it flat or round how big is it all those little things the factory needs to understand yeah yeah um so a question that i hear a lot from the successful fashion designer community is how do i know when my tech pack is complete like how much detail is enough detail can you share some of your thoughts on that yeah um so i guess the hard answer is all the detail (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah don't don't leave if, if something maybe seems obvious to you and you think, oh, should I write that? Should I not? It's probably self-explanatory. I would say add it to the tech pack. Okay. Um, yeah, because, you know, you don't know who's working on your product. There's going to be many, many people in a factory, you know, putting your design together. Um, it might be, you know, there might be um, employee turnover at the factory. So, the people working on your product might keep changing. Um, And, you know, these people aren't necessarily going to speak English. Um, Maybe they they probably don't have a university degree necessarily. Maybe they didn't even graduate high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't don't kind of presume that, you know, for example, using the same color thread as your fabric is self-explanatory, you know. Right. Add Add a note to the tech pack to make sure it's completely clear. Yeah, like the thread needs to match the fabric. Or maybe you want contrast thread. They can't assume that. Right, right. 
Okay, so all the details, which is maybe not the answer people wanted. <laughs> Probably not, no. Yeah. And and what about, because another thing I hear a lot is what about um, the inside of the garment or the lining and the back view and like all these different angles? How do you approach that? Yeah, so in, include it all. <laughs> anything that's um anything that's uh that's not obvious from looking at the product from the front you're also going to have to do uh you know a sketch from the back or the inside or the side whatever it is and you know write more call outs and descriptions of of the new sketch um because yeah it's it's really hard to it's really hard to just guess um you know uh, sometimes I do this stupid thing where I imagine that I'm an alien from another planet. Uh, I can't believe I'm <laughs> saying this out loud. <laughs> um, no, this is great though. And and yeah, and then I'm like, okay, well, if I know nothing about this person or this person's culture or their planet, how would I would would I really understand this like entire design from just looking at this amount of information that's written down? Uh-huh. Um, and that kind of makes me think, okay, no, probably not. Do you know what? I should also add something about you know, A, B, and C, um, just so that it's really, really crystal clear. And what do you do um, when you don't know what something is called, whether it's like a specific construction technique or an obscure stitch type or, I don't know, something? Because um, I, I hear this a lot. Well, what if, what if I don't know, like, how you how you reference this? If, what's the technical term for it? What do you do when, when you come across that? Yeah, yeah, it, it happens. Um so yeah, I always say never stop learning. So I always, um, you know, I, I have loads of reference books that I use. Um, if something isn't in any of the reference books, then, you know, I might just buy another one or I might contact someone that I know who works in the industry or, you know, I could email a factory or even, you know, maybe even someone I don't know and just, just ask someone. Yeah. And so do you find you're able to kind of figure out the answer by asking all those different resources? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned Ask the Factory because this is um, something I've always done in my career. Like if I don't know what it's called or if I don't know like how a certain portion of the garment should grade, meaning how, you know, certain portions of the garment get bigger or smaller at different ratios depending on the garment, um, Ask the factory yeah. because they're the ones making this product day in and day out, and they're a wealth of knowledge. So, do you find you sort of bounce things off of them a fair amount? I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you're in contact with them. If you're just doing the tech packs, you might ha- not have contact with the actual factory that's going to make this product. But it sounds like you have your own factory list of resources and contacts you've built over the years that you can run things by. Yeah, absolutely. And there's always going to be somebody else out there who will probably know more about this than you or has more experience in this particular thing than you. So yeah, just ask them. And and normally, um, people are, you know, happy to talk about, um, you know, whatever niche thing it is. If it's something that they do all day, every day, they're probably quite, quite happy to talk about it with you. Especially if you, you know, just ask really nicely and and respect (laughs) their time. People are happy to help. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So if I'm a startup designer, what are your thoughts on, or I'm I'm trying to launch my own brand, um, what are your thoughts on trying to DIY my tech pack? You know, because I know for a lot of people, budgets are really tight and financing is limited or funds are limited. Um, what are your thoughts and or advice on on trying to DIY my tech pack? Yeah, I, I definitely get that. Um, if, if you're just starting out, then you're going to have a really small budget and, and that's and, and you're going to have to DIY things sometimes. Um, so I'd probably say... Um, just do do your research um you know buy some textbooks do some courses um educate yourself on on as much as you can um and the bits that you can't do where you feel like you're stuck or you're really kind of guessing um yeah you can you can ask someone um like we talked about um or you could just try and maybe hire someone to help you but just for one very small specific portion 
um, of the tech pack that you're getting stuck on, maybe um, that's probably a more cost effective way to do it rather than outsourcing the whole thing. Yeah. So is that is that one way you do work with clients is, you know, you they can do this portion because they're capable and they have the skill set and it'll help save them some cash and you maybe just fill in some of the gaps. Yeah, so when we work with um, really big companies who, you know, maybe have more like 50 styles or 100 styles where they need tech packs doing, um, you know, quickly, all in one go, um, you know, we as a team of two, we don't really have the manpower to do that so quickly. Um, Yeah, so for them, I would say, you know, what what issues have you been having? Um, what's going wrong in production? You know, are you getting high returns for one particular reason? And if so, we can kind of work with them and just focus on one particular um, technical aspect um, and just sort of write up that particular piece for them. Oh, okay. I love that troubleshooting part of it. So it's almost like, you know, maybe we don't need to overhaul the whole thing. Like you are a two-person team. You have limited resources. Obviously, there's timelines and budgets involved. So sometimes it's a matter of where's the biggest pain point and obstacle that's happening with the tech packs and how could we maybe just fix a part of it to resolve that for you? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because like you say, it's not always possible um, to to do everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just have to look at, at kind of where, where the biggest pain is and, and see what you can do to fix that one thing. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, so what, where do you find the biggest pain points happening for brands? Um, it depends on the product probably um like on the product category yeah okay um sometimes um a lot of my clients have problems with fabrics um and materials maybe not being the quality that they wanted okay um, because that's something that's quite hard to communicate on a tech pack um because even if you write down two identical material descriptions you could still have one one that was much nicer quality than the other. Um, so that's something um, I've seen come up a lot. Um, and another big thing is is sizing. A lot of brands, maybe they don't have a size chart um, or maybe they've, you know, had different people do their tech packs um, or maybe it was just their factory, you know, doing a quick spec sheet or something for them. Okay. And... Um, And yeah, their sizing is really inconsistent and it starts sort of inching up their returns rate. um, And that's often when when people realize they have a problem. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. When they see the sizes coming in wrong. Yeah, and and people are returning the product because they're saying it, it doesn't fit or, you know, I bought the small last time, but the small doesn't fit me this time. Ah, that's such a late place in the game to discover. I mean, it happens. I know. I've seen it. But that is such a late place in the game to discover that mistake. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it does happen quite often, yeah. And so with the tech pack, you have your your specs, um, your graded specs, all the different measurements at all the different sizes. And so... um, that how does how does that help you know for someone out there who might not fully comprehend this how does that help manage a a challenge like that that situation so that the size small on this production run matches the size small next year so that the customer knows they can buy the size small in a different color and it's going to fit the same way that they expect how does the tech pack help manage that so when you create all the um, measurements that actually um, make up the, the spec that goes in the tech pack, um, you can keep in mind um, a like a body size chart. So um, established brands, they'll normally have this kind of list of body measurements of what size their customer actually is. Um, and if you keep that consistent, you can, every, every time you develop a new style, you can actually, um, create it to, 
to fit that body type each time um, so that you're, you know, creating consistency, basically. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so it's almost like even when the style changes a little bit, there's consistency in the fit because you're using that body uh, size chart as a reference from one to the next. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I know we touched on this earlier, and you use um, Illustrator to do the flat sketches and Excel to do, or some type of spreadsheet software to do the actual tech pack, which is my process as well and what I always advise people. Um, I I won't throw out my opinion or thoughts on this to uh, sway you either way, but I'm curious about um, what are your thoughts on the various tech pack softwares out there? I'm not even going to name any names, but um, I get a lot of questions on, oh, should I use this tech pack software blah, 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 do I need this? There's a fair amount of startups and established brands um, or companies that are trying very hard to solve the tech pack process um, because sometimes a spreadsheet can be tedious, and I I get that. Um, But what are your thoughts on some of those softwares and and the pros and cons to using those? And and I guess to a certain extent, you know, what are some of the reasons you don't use them? I I think the... the the biggest pro to using some kind of software is if you are a bigger company and you have a huge volume of styles um, that are all maybe not necessarily at the same stage of um, of development. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really great to use software because there are loads of tools to actually manage that um, and kind of keep things organized. Um, and spreadsheets can become a bit more difficult when when there's just so much volume and there's even more moving pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you are a smaller brand or if you're just starting out, using a spreadsheet is just so much easier and simpler. Um, not to mention cheaper as well. You know, <laughs> you don't need to learn how to use anything. You don't have to pay for any memberships. Um, you know, it's really easy to keep a small number of files organized. Um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of no barrier to entry. Um, you can just get it set up and started in a few minutes, um, you know, and it's universal. Yeah. And so since most of the brands you work with, um, I know you do work with some bigger brands, but it sounds like a lot of the brands you work with are in that smaller category. So it just makes more sense from your side to use the software that's most accessible for everyone, which is yeah. spreadsheet software, Excel, numbers, whatever you're using. Yeah, yeah. And and often people don't, sometimes people um, start their tech packs before they even have a factory um, and they're planning to use the tech pack as part of their sourcing process. Um, so again, it's great then to just have something really portable that you can send to anyone um, and they can just open it in a second and, you know, have a look at a, a tech pack. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that because um, people ask me a lot, do factories require a tech pack? Or I hear stories of, you know, I was approaching factories to make my designs, but I couldn't get any of them to take me seriously. And, you know, maybe they were approaching them with, with just a hand sketch, um, something pretty rough. So what is your experience with from the factory's side of, you know, their uh, willingness and or maybe excitement to work with some of the brands that are approaching them in regards to tech packs and what they may or may not want to be prepared with? Yeah, so... Unfortunately, there's no kind of easy rule. Um, Every factory is going to do its own thing and have its own preferences. Um, But if you are approaching a a factory with a tech pack, um, you're going to look, you know, professional and prepared. um, And it's going to be a lot easier for them to initially create that first sample um, because they've already got all of the information that they need right there. And... It should mean as well that they are able to give you a fairly accurate quote um, for how much the production is going to be because they can already see, you know, what all of the materials are and all of the costs involved because, you know, it's all already written down. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, no, no, that's and that's fantastic advice and guidance, and and my experience and suggestions would be very, very, very similar to that. Um, so moving on to maybe someone who has experience with tech packs and is already creating tech packs. Um, something I hear a lot from people is, oh, there's just so much repetition and they're so tedious and I feel like I am keep having to spit out the same information over and over on different pages. Um, I'm curious to know, do you have any tips or strategies or tricks on how to make tech packs a little bit less of a pain in the ass? And maybe it's in relation to repetition, but maybe it's in relation to something else. Like some of your, your best systems that you've created since, you know, tech packs are your niche, what are some of your best tricks for people out there um, listening who that they might be able to implement in their day-to-day? Yeah, so yeah, they, they definitely take a long time to do and, and they can be, they can feel tedious for sure if you don't kind of have any good system set up. Um, but I always start with a template so that you're not actually setting up, you know, a new page from scratch every time. Yeah. That saves a huge ton of time. Um, and I just have loads of libraries of, of things that we commonly use. Yeah. Um, so loads of like reference drawings, um, reference kind of information that's already sort of pre-written out that we can just copy and paste. Um, just kind of keep keep as many references as you can um, to make it as easy as possible to kind of assemble the tech packs that you're not drawing and writing out everything from scratch, you know, every single time. Yeah. And so, I mean, I imagine that took you a minute to build all, more than a minute to build all of that, especially considering the wide breadth of categories that you guys work with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a collection of years and years worth of, <laughs> of stuff, really. <laughs> yeah. So for someone who's, you know, knows how to do tech packs, but maybe is starting out, it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. Like sometimes you have to build these libraries and these systems and these tools that you can then start to recycle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I would love to, is there anything else on tech packs that you would like to share or anything I didn't hit on? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I guess the only thing I would add is, is maybe that, um, a picture is worth a thousand words. That's something worth remembering as well. Do, do as many drawings as you can to actually illustrate what you're saying, because it's so much easier, obviously, for someone who doesn't speak your language to understand what you mean from a drawing rather than have to translate your your words. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just use as many drawings as you can. That's my only other tip. Okay, that's great. And do you stick to exclusively drawings or do you sometimes include actual photographs? Yeah, for sure. Photographs to images from the internet if, if you don't have anything else. Um, yeah, definitely. As much visual references as, as possible. Okay, I love that. I love that. And yeah, because you know it does kind of come back to um, a lot of the times, depending on where you're doing your production, but a lot of times English is a second language for the people that are reading and interpreting these. So a visual is, you know, there's no language barrier with a picture. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I love it. Well, um, thank you so much, Belinda, for chatting. I would love to end with the question I ask everybody at the end of the interview, and that is, what is one thing people never ask you about working in the fashion industry that you wish they would? Oh, tough one. Um, people never really ask um, about how products actually come to life from a drawing. Um, I, I guess it's all those nerdy kind of technical aspects <laughs> that you never think about when you think of fashion. Fashion, you just think of shows and magazines and beautiful illustrations um but yeah that's not the reality for most people who work in the actual manufacturing side of the industry um yeah and I think it's super interesting yeah so a lot of people just think oh there's a drawing and it gets turned into a garment and it's done (laughs) yeah yeah I suppose so yeah people don't quite realize the amount of time and and the steps that it takes to go from a to B. 
But it's not, I mean, I, and I use the same analogy of the blueprint. I think a lot of technical designers or, or fashion designers who are familiar with tech packs and the role that they hold in our industry um, use the blueprint example because it's like, same with building a house, which I think, you know, obviously not everyone has built a house and a lot of people, you know, won't or uh, won't ever do that in their life. But I think you can wrap your head around that. You can't just draw a picture of this beautiful house and then hand it to a construction worker and say, build this. There's all these sets of instructions. Well, what cupboards do you want? Where do the cupboards go? What kind of tile? What sort of joins between the tile? How big is the grout? What color is the grout? And you, obviously that's a much larger picture, but when you break down a garment or a soft good, a purse or something, a home good, there are often a lot of details as well that go into that that like you know we talked about are on the inside or inside the pocket bag or the lining or whatever it is the color of the thread right that the factory has to know and that's where your tech pack really comes into play yes exactly yep Um, there's a lot that goes into it yeah awesome well it was really really great to chat with you where can everybody connect with you and find you online and reach out to you if they need some help with their tech packs you can find us at techpacks.co, which is T-E-C-H-P-A-C-K-S dot C-O. And if you want to keep in touch with what we're up to, you can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, just go to the website and it's forward slash newsletter. Newsletter. Awesome. We will link to both of those in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It was great to nerd out on Tech Packs with you, Belinda. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thank you so much, Belinda. Thank you to each and every one of you out there listening right now. You guys make the show possible. And I'm so glad to have your continued support. I would also like to give a big shout out to two other people that make the Successful Fashion Designer podcast possible, who you don't ever really see or hear from, but they are a big part of what goes on behind the scenes. My husband, Mark, who handles all of the tech. He makes sure my audio sounds good. And he does all of the editing to help make the show possible and make sure it sounds good in your earbuds. Uh, And also my right-hand gal, Tara, who is phenomenal. She works behind the scenes to schedule and coordinate all of the guests. Um, And she also publishes the episodes so they get to you on time. So a big round of applause and thank you to Tara and Mark for your help behind the scenes. And as a quick reminder, if you're looking for more resources when it comes to tech packs, again, reach out to Belinda. She's phenomenal and she can help you get your tech packs done. But if you are more on a DIY path, I do have tons of free resources on tech packs including a template with a lot of tutorials. I also run a full course on tech packs if you're ready to take it to the next level. Um, So go ahead and sign up for the free resources first and then I will let you know about the course when it is available, when it opens a few times a year. You can grab all of those free tech pack resources at soheidi.com slash email. It's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash email and I will send it right over to you. As always, if you want to learn more about any of the resources we chatted about in this episode, scroll down and you will get access to the show notes pretty much wherever you're listening. You can scroll down and find those. And uh, yeah, thanks so much again for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast.